welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, that's me. That's you. Hey. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, man. Yeah, week three we're going into here. Oh, my God. It goes fast. It sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. Here we go. Week two. Pretty soon I'll be hoisting my trophies. (laughs) In your (laughs) dreams as you see me stand up tall. I had a good week, man. I would have won every league but one, but I lost one game by one point thanks to Brandon Marshall. To Juan in the Dynasty League. Brandon Marshall beasted out, huh? Yeah, so, but I had a really good week. I won pretty much all my leagues except yeah. for two i saw your tweet uh i think it was monday night hoping that the jets got you five points so you could pull it out that did for, me pretty well yeah yeah yeah, yeah but, so that was my big money league too i was feeling i was feeling pretty good i had a bad uh, week nice. in that week too yeah. so it was a good week how'd you do um i did all right except for romo destroying my one league yeah see you romo yeah uh yeah today we're going to talk about guys after week two who've become must starts and must sits now, these aren't permanent uh, remarks, but as of week two, guys that you may not be starting on a weekly basis that you want to, and guys that you may be starting on a weekly basis that you really don't want to. Uh, it's still early. We always say don't jump to conclusions, but sometimes, you know, in these early games, it's better to be safe than sorry and consistency. I know it's only week two, but this is where you can, you know, take a step ahead in your fantasy league. Sometimes it's about waiting too long on guys. Like, oh, this guy's not going to do anything. He's not going to keep it up. You know, and maybe they won't, but sometimes you wait too long and it costs you a win or two, and that, that could be the difference between you making and not making the playoffs. Uh, sitting around in your fantasy leagues, it's a huge killer. You know, sticking with, you know, being stubborn, sticking with that lineup you have every single week and not willing, be willing to sit a guy, you know? Right. I know on our sits, I have a guy, I, Charles Don, Johnson, who I have, and, you know, I picked as one of my starters all year, and, you know, I, I benched him. That's it. He's done. You know, even this week, I was kind of hesitant about him. I benched him this week, and he'll be on my bench going forward. He'll be one of the guys that I'm talking about in my sick column uh, here. There are certain guys that have you've lost confidence in already. And to me, I mean, as long as you didn't have, you know, you didn't invest too much in him, I mean, at this point, you're going to have to sit him down and make him prove it, basically, to get yeah. back into your lineup. Absolutely. I mean, and... and these aren't guys you're permanent benching, but it's right. better to be safe than sorry. If you have a guy that's producing right now and you feel good about it, don't don't fall in love with a name. Right. Don't don't fool you know. For the last couple of years, Larry Fitzgerald's been one of those guys. He beasted out this week. Looked like Larry Fitz of old coming away with three touchdowns over 100 yards. But don't ever fall in love with a name or draft status or where he came from. Right. Uh, put your best lineup in for that week. Play it by ear on a weekly basis. Use social media. Stay on top of the websites. See who's hurt, see who's play matchups, but stay on top of it. It's really important. And just because it's early, you know, the losses don't as mean as much now, but, they, you know, they can't add up. You can start 0-3 and 0-4 and still make the playoffs, but it's not yeah, an easy road to climb out your of. Your chances are getting fewer and fewer with every loss. Yeah, yeah. and you just can't say, hey, this ship's going to turn around and just kind of sit there and let it do it. You know, you got you to gotta stay on top of it. It's one of the big things I see in fantasy football all the time. People just, you know, they want to stick with that lineup early in a couple of weeks, and it ends up costing you a game or two. And then all of a sudden, you miss the playoffs. You're like, oh, dude, I just missed the playoffs, man. If it's just one loss, I had more points than this guy, but he had a better record. And, you know, I had five hundred. I had one hundred twenty more points than this guy, but he had one more win than me. Oh, it's BS, blah blah. But meanwhile, it's because you were sticking around, starting X, X, and X. 
when right. you should start be start starting A, B, and C. Right. Those are the higher letters. They are. That's why I want those. <laughs> you know, I was using that grade school mentality on me. So, you know, and definitely in Dynasty now, too. I mean, there's a lot of injuries going around. I mean, let's, let's get into some of these injuries right now. We have Jason Wynn, the man of steel. The guy hasn't missed a game since, what, 2006, I believe. I believe, I believe that's the stat, yeah. Yeah, so he's an Iron Man, but he's got two ankle injuries and a knee injury. Yeah, he's, he's pretty beat up right now. Yeah, he, and plus, you know, not only is he hurt, Tony Romo's hurt. The entire Dallas Cowboys is hurt. So, I mean, a guy that we told you to guys to maybe sell high on last week, if you if you got rid of him, kudos. But if not, uh, you might have lost your, your might have missed your window. Yeah, out the door. Yeah. And now you got Jason Wynn banged up. So, if you have Jason Wynn, you don't want to start him this week because even if he does start, you still have Brandon Wheaton out there. Right. That ain't good. No, that's not great. It's not ideal. I mean, they did... Um, they did just trade for Castle, but I doubt he'll be playing this week, right? Mac Castle throws the cornerbacks more than he throws the wide receivers. Right. I was gonna say either way. They're, that guy's either. good for an interception every what what every fifteen throws, I'd say. Yeah, pretty much. Seems about right. Yep. Uh, him and Matt Schaub are on a pretty similar level of just chucking it to terribleness. the terribleness. <laughs> chucking it to the wrong terrible. Game. Tell him. Yep. Tell him, Sir Charles. Uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, Eric Decker PCL injury, which is good because not as bad as they thought it would be. Right, and yeah, they definitely got some positive news. Talking about Decker, man, beasting out, man, reception machine, machine PPR. Remember when we're talking points here later? Everything we base off is one point PPR. Mm-hmm. And Decker looked great on Monday Night Football. Him and him and um, the beard. What, what the heck, Brian Fitzpatrick? Thank you, man. I I can't believe I couldn't pull that name right now. But him and Fitzpatrick obviously have some some pretty good chemistry going early in the season. That's that's really encouraging. Yeah, I mean, right now that's really encouraging. Eric Decker with 34 points on a year. He's in the top echelon of fantasy receivers right now, right around wide receiver, like 18, somewhere right around there. And then Brandon Marshall isn't too far behind him. You know, the Jets, we talked about it earlier in the year when Geno Smith got hurt. Is this better for the receivers in New York? And it turns out right now it's looking pretty positive. You know, you're worried about Brandon Marshall. You were worried about Eric Decker solely because – of Geno Smith, and now Fitzpatrick is coming in there. He's moving the chains. They're two and zero, and Decker and Marshall are both top thirty fantasy receivers right now. And and the, the even the better news is Todd Bowles named him the starter for the rest of the year. Oh, he, he did. Said even when Geno comes back, I'm rolling with it, with Fitzpatrick for ooh, the rest of the year. Ooh, that's a punch in the face of Geno. <laughs> oh, burn. Yeah. <laughs> don't look. Don't look, Geno. <laughs> don't look. Sucker punch. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm really impressed. I mean. And, and and Decker had a big year in uh, Denver, and Obviously. people were like, you know, yeah. it's Peyton Manning, blah, right. blah, blah. And then now he goes to New York, and it's Geno that's kind of the big worrisome part of it. And now you have a veteran quarterback in there, and he's helping him, and he's helping him produce, and now he's putting up top numbers. So I mean, PCL injury, it's something to kind of watch. He had eight or nine catches for 97 yards and a touchdown in the first half of that game last night. Yeah, and I don't know what about Brandon Marshall. Top, they're both top eighteen receivers right yeah, now. They're both. I mean, yeah, because yeah, you got Brandon Marshall right behind uh, Dante Moncrief, who we're going to talk about as well. So Brandon Marshall is wide receiver number nine right now, and you got Eric Decker at about wide receiver eighteen, somewhere around there too. So you have two top twenty fantasy receivers on the New York Jets. Oh, amazing! And if Decker goes down, I mean, it's going to bump up Brandon Marshall a little bit there as well. But again, uh, good good sign there. But PCL, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be, which is always a good sign. Yes. Uh, he, might, Romo. he might even be back this week, they said. Yeah. So he might not miss any time. So keep a close eye on that because this is early in the week. We don't have the injury reports. I need him. I have him and Des on the same team in the league. So Actually, so do I in, in the RSO league. Yeah. So, But it's nice when you have something like that and then you have somebody like that. You, you, it's nice when, like, definitely in Dynasty League. 
you know, the key to depth is when you have somebody like Dez, if you have your team right, he goes down, but you have somebody like Decker step right back in where Decker, honestly, you know, if Dez didn't get hurt, maybe Decker still has more fancy points than Dez Bryant. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. top 20, so he's high, you know, middle and uh, wide receiver too. You really can't beat that. Right. Uh, who else? Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Ribs. Ooh, ribs. Yeah. Ooh, that's a long. That's a long one. That's a tough one for a running back too, because you. I mean, you could easily come back if you come back too early. You just bang him up again and be out another two to four weeks. And they're saying pain tolerance. It's it is a pain tolerance. So that's what kind of it lends me to be like. Eh, I don't. I mean, if he takes one good shot in the ribs again when he comes back, I, he should rest him. I mean, he's yeah. looked good. Uh, we talked about him last week in mm-hmm. Shanahan's offense. Right. But, you know, Devontae Freeman's time for his. You know, it's his time to step up. He's going to be the starter there. We'll see how he works in Kyle Shanahan's system. If you had Devontae Freeman, he's definitely a go-ahead-and-start kind of guy. Uh, I look, definitely looking for him to swing out some and get some PPR action going on as well. Yeah, that's where really where his value is. I mean, in the first game with Tevin Coleman there, he still scored 7.7 in a um, in a PPR league. But this game, you know, he comes in and he's got 15.9 points. So, I mean, that's pretty decent production right there. I would say so. And and he didn't even get the whole game, you know. Tevin Coleman was still in that second game. Yeah, so if you're a Freeman owner, you took him like you did last year in all your leagues. It, right. It's it's definitely, a, you're going to get some return. You know what I mean? That's what's nice about these running backs and how you want, again, how we always talk about in Dynasty Leagues, how you build around, you know, good, talented receivers is because these running backs are plug and plays, man. They come, they go, they come out of nowhere. Uh, and they can give you immediate production, even where Matt took Devontae Freeman in the first round of all his leagues last, you know, last year. And people are like, oh, that's a shitty pick. That's a that's a bad pick. But now you come around, turn around, and say, well, here we go. I got 15 points last week. He's in my lineup now. He's started bull again this year. All right. Immediate production, and that's how he'll probably be throughout his career. I think so. Yeah. So again, you know, is it is it you know Jarvis Landry? No, but still production at a at a position of need. Of constant need as oh, well. Yeah, yeah uh, Jay Cutler hurt his hammy. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude threw a yeah. ham sandwich. Yeah, dude threw an interception. Big surprise. And he uh, went to go turn and run around, or turn around and run after the guy and uh, pull the hammy. Came up lame. Almost as bad as Martin Gramatica jumping up celebrating <laughs> a, a field goal and tearing his ACL. Uh, yeah, so Cutler, he's hurt. Hurts Alshon Jeffrey owners. Hurts Eddie Royal owners. Yep. Doesn't hurt Matt Forte owners. Well, I mean, it might a little bit because I mean, people, box. people might start stacking the box with. Uh, I think Clawson will probably end up being the guy there. Yeah, Jimmy Clawson. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't think he did. He didn't do terrible last year when he had to play, or two years ago. Was it last Jimmy year? Jimmy Clawson. Yeah. Yeah, for real. He didn't do that bad. For real. Yeah. Are you messing with me? No, I swear. Is it April first? No, it's not. Are you sure? I swear to God. It is getting chilly outside. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. But uh, not not cold enough to affect Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's got heat blood in him. Yeah, whatever I wanted to say there. But but I I don't know. He'll be all right. I okay. Mean, I I think it definitely affects the the value. He's not as good as Cutler, but it's not going to be one of those things where they're trying to trade for quarterback or anything like that. Drew Brees got hurt. Yes, he's he another did. quarterback. Yeah. He's whole, I mean, they do the whole NFL just does everything they can to protect these quarterbacks. Uh, all these old lines are supposed to be good here and there, and you know they're still getting banged up left and right. I mean, this is X. I mean, Romo, Josh McGowan, Jay Cutler, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning. Peyton. <laughs> he's just so. perpetually looks injured. He's so slow. That's but Drew a- Brees, no tor- you got a second opinion today. Dr. Andrews says it's not torn. Uh, it's it's bruised. Still a concern. Hurt. I mean, the, the Saints are a team that can finish up with the first pick in the NFL draft if Brees goes down. I don't disagree with that. Their defense looks awful. 
Yeah, it hurts cooks. Yeah, it does definitely hurt cooks. I mean, who's been off to a pretty slow start to begin with anyway? Molasses. Yeah. Um, Terrible. I mean, such a great preseason does not translate to has, the NFL. Hasn't translated. I think Willie Sneed and him might be pretty close in points. Oh, I bet Willie Sneed has more points than him. Yeah, he if might. I had to guess. I mean, Cooks has done nothing. Yep. Uh, we also have Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron uh, pulled pulled his groin. Yeah, he pulled the Michael Jackson. <laughs> and you know, Jordan Cameron's always hurt. Yes, he is. It's one of the unfortunate things. I was kind of hoping because I have him and Julius Thomas in the league. And I was hoping he could just bridge the gap until Julius Thomas. Because they're both really injury prone. So, like, if I could just work it that I could have one of them in the lineup at, at any given time, you know. And, but it turns out that their their injuries might overlap here a little bit. I'm going to have to struggle to get to my, my yeah, third Yeah, I mean, right end. now it's kind of like Jordan Cameron's right ahead of Jimmy Graham for tight end number 15. Uh, you got guys like Anthony Fasano, Jared Cook. Martellus Bennett, Kyle Rudolph, Heath Miller, and Ladarius Green, and Crockett Gilmore, all ahead of Jordan Cameron. Uh, so, yeah, Cameron's a guy who I like this year as well. I have him a lot of my dynasty leagues, so I like to try and get some good tight ends action going on there. And But at least he's day-to-day. Right. It's not a concussion, which he'd probably be out for like nine months. <laughs> yes, it's only a groin, but we'll see. Eddie Lacy's, uh he's going to try out his, uh, his ankle tomorrow, yeah, Thursday. Eddie, I think Eddie Lacy and Devontae Adams both had ankles, right? Day-to-day. Yeah. yeah right yeah. around there. So there's... Which, which is again, they should be okay. Right, we're, we're we're recording this on Tuesday night, so we don't really have the official injury report, so we don't know if they they're you know what they're doing this week. So. I can go grab a magic eight ball. Yeah. Will Eddie Lacy play on Sunday? The outlook is, is looking good. Looking good. Thanks, okay. magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Hyde, day to day. Another guy that just has something like I mean, he's a thigh, and he came out of the game with a head injury, but was. He passed through all that, the concussion protocol and everything, but then they held him out anyway. Oh, my head. And now they're explaining Carlos, it. your head's fine. Oh, my thigh. Now they're explaining it as a thigh, right? <laughs> so he's Do you not want to play today? <laughs> oh, my groin. I, I can't do my spin move today. Uh, somebody who's not day-to-day, Austin Severian Jenkins. That's a pretty big hit, you know? Yeah, he was looking pretty promising. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of guys that picked him early in redraft leagues thinking that they're not early, but as their tight end one. Thinking that you know, well, could, if you took Austin Severian Jenkins to be your tight end one, then you deserve to lose because huh. you don't know what you're doing. Some people have high hopes for him. Well, yeah, have high hopes if you're high taking him. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if you took him last year at least in your dynasty league, and hopefully you're not relying on him anyways. Uh, again, he's somebody who has really good promise here. But again, I I was looking at him at 2016 anyways to really kind of show up. But he is out for six weeks. So if you did start, you were looking at starting him. Not anymore. No, don't do it anymore. And that's it for injuries, right? Um, I think Jericho Cotri, but that mean that was a oh, guy yeah. that we kind of advocated. Um, he was last on our uh, sleeper last week, right? And then he went out and got injured. Didn't work out too yeah, well. Yeah, so sorry if you took our advice on that one. But yeah, but we can't predict injuries. We can't predict injuries. Those don't count. Yeah, don't count. Mulligan, Mulligan, give us a pass on that one. So let's move into the topic of the show, mm-hmm. shall we? Let's do it. Uh, guys who now have already, after week two, become must starts in your starting lineup. Guys that maybe you have drafted in the first round, maybe you got in a free agent wire, maybe you picked them up because you listen to this podcast. It could be. They're all now ready to help you to do the one thing we're all here to do, win a championship. Championship. If I don't win any championships this year, I'm quitting the podcast. Wow. That's bold. I just know I'm going to win. All, for all of you listeners, you know, you're in like 25 leagues. Well, dude. I'm going to win. So, yeah. Win I mean, one. I, I, if, I, if I don't, I should quit the damn thing. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about my first guy on the list here we have is Tyler Eifert. 
Uh, a former, you know, likely first round dynasty round pick, if not high second round pick here. Uh, he is currently tight end number two. And I think we talked about him before about having some upside, you know, coming into the season. Somebody that you know I was somewhat excited about. You know, he has 13 catches, 153 yards, three touchdowns on 17 targets. Again, currently number tight end number two, number 18 overall with 45 fantasy points. And he is Andy Dalton's check down red zone machine. And I do recall this podcast that you were talking about, um, Tyler Eifert. 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 Yes, not Um, Eifert. However you say it. E-Y-E is how it's pronounced. Okay. Um, Of course, somebody tweeted at me once. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Twitter. Uh, can't live without it. <laughs> can't live without it. Um, uh, but I think I was the guy that was actually on the other side of it, just not kind of believing that he's going to be able to stay healthy for a full year. You're always on the other side of it. <clears throat> well, not always. The wrong side. Of it. Yeah, championship. Um, uh, so I'm not. I mean, I I definitely think right now he's. You got to have him in your lineup. I'm still like on. I'm still on the side of waiting for the other shoe to drop with this guy. I, I'm not. I mean, again, this is you know coming into his fourth year or third year, and somebody that's hurt last year is held by injuries, a first-round pick, you know, not not a not a dynasty first-round pick, an NFL first-round pick. Right. He came into the league with a lot of, you know, fanfare, and right now it's A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert, and that's the way it was kind of set up to be, along, you know, along with a strong run game. So I am, I'm all in on Tyler Eifert. I don't think this is going to fade. I think he's, I think he has a really strong chance to finish as tight end number two or three. I think him and Kelsey are probably going to be like pretty close into that kind of race right there. But I mean, he looks tremendous. I I like I like Eifert a little bit more just because he's on a better offense. You know, I mean, it's more there's more playmakers around him in mm. a better running game. Well, I guess yeah, that's I don't kinda, know. Eh, I don't okay. know about the better running game. Okay, thing. okay, I'll I'll back that train up a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, I think Tyler Eifert is going to be one of those guys that. You finally, if you drafted him, you're finally yes. You know, here it is. This this is what I drafted you for. This is what I expect. If he can stay healthy, I see him finishing as a year is easily a top three tight end on a year. And that's really my only question mark is if he can stay healthy. I I, I think the usage is going to be there for sure because that's I, like you were saying the the offense they're in they want to throw to the tight end. And, and his injuries haven't been the ones though have, 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 have like he scared me like oh this guy's always going to be hurt. You know, he's not like Jordan Cameron yet. He hasn't reached that level for me. I mean, he just had a serious injury last year. You know what I mean? It's not like it's you know, oh one week it's this, one week it's that. So he just had a really serious injury uh and he's all set ready to go. If he's somebody that you probably if you can acquire him in dynasty, I'm tell you what, I'd be happy to give up a first round pick. If I'm a if you know if I'm a competitor, I need a tight end. You got Jason Wynn, or you got an older tight end. I mean, my even if you can trade away like who you got now, like an, maybe a tight end who's down on the bottom. Uh, if you could trade him away for somebody like Tyler Eifert, I give a first round pick for Eifert right now, and feel comfortable about it. After just two games, huh? Yeah, I really it sounds do. like you're jumping to a conclusion. Well, I I like to do that. He's somebody I'm I'm confident in. Again, I think there's gonna be something going forward. Uh, I'm not worried about it. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about injuries, I guess is the best way to put it. All right. So, Tyler Eifert. Number number two guy on the list here, Dante Moncrief. Beasting it. 19 targets, 13 receptions, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Now, he had like 111 of those yards uh, on Monday night. But at the same time, he's wide receiver number eight overall, two weeks in. Andre Johnson has looked terrible out there. Just not, you know, he doesn't. he's not getting separation. Uh, not even being heavily targeted. T.Y. Hilton's been a little banged up. Andre Johnson has done far less than I thought he was going to do. 
far he less. He looks old. Far less. You can put him. We're not going to mention him on the sit list, but if you're starting him, you could easily sit him because right. we're going to have one of his uh, partners on the sit list for sure here. But, yeah, I mean, he's just not there. And Dante Rancreef is somebody that we've been looking at uh, for next year. I got tons of things on Twitter about, like, when they sat, took Dorsett. It's like, I like Moncrief still. Like, I'd still t- rather have Moncrief over Dorsett. And they're like, well, Don, you know, T- Philip Dorsett ran a 4-3. Well, yeah, so did Dante Moncrief. Yeah. He's really fast, too. But guess what? He's, he's like, big. five inches taller yeah, than right, him. Right, right. So Moncrief right now is building that rapport with Andrew Luck. And right now he's somebody that I don't, I don't think right now with the production he's going to get, I think he's going to keep. He's automatically going to be in there in three wide receiver sets. I think he's somebody they're going to slowly fade out Andre Johnson if he's not going to get open. And Moncrief is going to lock up that number two job. And once he gets that job, I don't ever see him letting it go. I don't either. Um, but I think the one thing I just want to caution people, I mean, this big explosion this week, T.Y. Hilton, I don't think was right, man. No, he wasn't. He was a little banged up. Yeah, his knee was not right, and you could tell. So I think that's why they, I think they might have even game planned to, to throw to Moncrief more. And to Andre Johnson, but then Andre Johnson was looking so poor that they just kind of funneled it all to. And he's shown they can produce if he's part of the game plan. He definitely, yes, yes, I absolutely. And hopefully when T.Y. Willen comes back, they can use that to help Moncrief because right now they have no running game as well. Oh, God. Uh, their even, defense even is though, terrible. Even though Frank Gore did rip off a few nice runs. All called back. Yeah. but the, Holding penalties. Right. They, he did have a couple of nice runs. They're all called back. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, Moncrief, he's somebody. Again, he, he was a second-round pick last year, so he's not somebody some of you in the squad going to be able to get easily. Third round, but... No, I'm talking about in, in oh, rookie in, draft. in rookie sorry. drafts, okay. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm talking dynasty rookie drafts. I, I should probably be more... You got to be a little, bit, yeah, a little bit more specific. Yeah, people would think, oh, NFL draft? No, I'll get tweets. Yes, you will. Know your draft, buddy. I thought you were one of those <laughs> draft guys. Uh, so Moncrief, man, uh, must start right now. I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm he's, starting him. He's in a heck of a good offense, and he's a, a really good player. So there you go. Yeah. Again, wide receiver number eight overall right now. Wide receiver one action. Again, you know, it's easy after you have a 111 point game, you know, yard game with a touchdown that, that really boosts your stats after week two. And again, these are those guys after, you know, obviously after week two who are must starts and must sits mm-hmm. after week two. Another guy in that list I have here, Deion Lewis. Say what? I told you to sit him and after I know we had him as a sleeper in our uh, week one podcast. In my article last week, I wrote to sit him because I was worried about Legarrette Blunt coming back. I was worried about Buffalo's D line. Throw that all out the window. Legarrette oh, Blunt wasn't even considered uh, to be used there. Deion Lewis has 22 attempts, 109 rushing yards, a touchdown, 10 receptions for 149 yards. He's running back number four overall right now, tied with Jamal Charles. Love him. Yeah, man, he's doing, he's really far exceeding what I even thought when we said he was going to be a sleeper. I mean, so this is, this is great. I mean, when you come out and you're, you're scoring like 16 points in the first game, which is really good, and then you, you just top that the next week when, when the guy that you were kind of filling in for comes back as well. Against Buffalo's right. defense? Yeah, exactly. That's a very solid defense. Rex Ryan, you know, you, obviously he's a, a defensive guru. And uh, yeah, he he has tough football teams too, so that's really good for us. And we always back. we always preach against staying away from New England uh, running backs. I'm yeah. backing off that right here because I think I think Bill sees it. I think Bill, hey man, we got something here. This guy's really gonna help our offense, right? Uh, as a, like a multi-purpose back here, he's they, a weapon. Yes, yeah, and that's what Bill likes. I'm moving forward. If you were able to grab Deion Lewis off your waiver wire, kudos to you. Those are the kind of moves that are gonna help you 
win a championship. I know you got a lot of tweets. I got some tweets saying, hey, thanks for that Deion Lewis heads up. I grabbed him right before the news broke because I listened to the podcast. Right. Um, so that one, I, that one I feel really good about. about that, cause we, as far as I know, you and I were the first ones on the Deion Lewis train before anybody else was on the Deion Lewis train. As far as I know, but I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm just kind of slapping ourselves, <laughs> slap, you know, patting ourselves on the back here. Give ourselves some air high fives. Whoa, yeah. So that, that's one we nailed. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah. If you listen to podcasts, that's why you listen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but right now he's definitely a must start. Uh, you can't even consider taking him out of your lineup for just about anybody. Yeah, man. I, I honestly, uh, I'm, I'm waffling on a few guys because I have a pretty strong lineup as far as my starters, but I definitely got him in my RSO league last year. Who, like, who do, who do you have him with? Like, give me, can you give me an example? Like, right now, I mean, I have, uh, DeMarco Murray and him like I like I can't take DeMarco Murray I am are you he's got he has zero yards dude I know but he's still producing like fan like decent numbers at least receiving numbers double digit fantasy numbers so it's kind of like yeah that's true I guess and Uh, he's doing he's doing that and the offensive line is not getting any push for any running yards yeah I guess he is producing in the receiving game which helps him it's just I don't know I guess yeah you're right it is kind of a tough call it's a very tough call because Obviously, I mean, I rode... The right call has been Deion Lewis. The right call is, yeah. He, he's obviously, he's running back four, but yeah, like you said, going forward... There was no way to, no way in week one I was going to make that, even think about making that move. And then week two, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Deion Lewis with uh, LeGarrette Blunt coming back. So I didn't make it then, but now, today, I'm sitting here thinking about it at least. So you know he's doing something right, and eh, unfortunately... Yeah, I mean, DeMarco's what, running back still no rushing yards. It's still uh, running back number 13. I mean, he has 11 rushing yards in a year. Yeah, it's it's horrible. 11. It's horrible. I mean, they're... You know how fast they can count to 11? Yeah, pretty quick. You want to hear me? Yeah, probably in about 11 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Faster than that. <laughs> um, but I guess, I mean, from what I read today in a little clip, Josh, Josh Huff said that the Dallas Cowboys knew all of the plays that they were running before they ran it. I saw that. They were, they were yelling them out. They were yelling out the plays. And they had a problem. Somebody was talking about that last year, too. Somebody said, I can't remember, because I read a clip on that as well that said, hey, this, they, they had a problem with that last year. So many people were doing it as well. So, obviously, they say that, you know, Chip Kelly's offense is very simplistic. There's not a lot going on in it. It's just predicated more on their tempo. Correct. And they haven't been able to get any tempo going. So, they haven't been able to get any running game going. Disaster there in Philadelphia. Sam Bradford looks like a turd Ferguson. Yes. It looks horrible. Which I thought he was going to do really big things So sure. did I. But he looks terrible. He looks lost. Mm-hmm. Not the great, one of the greatest shows of all time, Lost. No, not like that with the big smoke monster. Oh, yes. I forgot about the smoke monster. <laughs> that was a good show. It was the best show. The, wor- the worst ending. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Ending. It was pretty bad. But still, no matter what, still one of the best shows I've ever seen. Top yeah, 10. I it think. was one of those things where I didn't, I actually never watched, I didn't watch it initially on TV because I missed, like, the first episode. And then I just, like, it got like so huge, and I just I it was before like Netflix like binge watching type of stuff to get uh-huh. caught back up. So I like missed it, and I didn't want to ruin it by doing any of that. You, Which you couldn't have done, yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. I didn't want to like jump in late and like not know what the heck was going on. Well, so I mean, you couldn't have done like you'd have been completely lost. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. So I, I binge watched that in like probably like three, two, three weeks. Like just like. Anytime I got it, like a half hour, I would watch a little bit of it here, a little bit of there. Awesome show! Oh, it's great! Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I made my wife watch it, I actually, I actually watched it. I used to do it. I was so obsessed with the show, I would watch back on DVD. I'd buy the season afterwards and rewatch the season before, before the next season came out. Oh, yeah. And then I watched season one 
and two together before three came out, which is cool because they did they did drop hints throughout the show, oh, you yeah. know, like future stuff as well. So yeah, it was a great show. It just kind of that ended, sucked. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, it turned out, you know, the writers were like, "Oh, we have no idea how they, they had no idea what to do." Yep. So they just kind of said, "No, they're all dead." <laughs> they are, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it now, f you. Uh, moving on. So. Yeah, Philly, Philly's offense is a mess. Deion Lewis is a must-start. But you're right, that's a, it's a tough situation right now. And, you know, DeMarco. But at least, I guess, then you can look at matchup and kind of play matchups. It's a good position to be in. Well, right? here's, here's my thing. Like, I'm probably going to stick with DeMarco Murray for another week and hope that this next team doesn't know the plays before the, they're calling <laughs> hike and that he can get more than friggin' seven yards or something like that on their ground. Yeah, man, it's it's really bad. There. But it, but if this trend continues and Deion Lewis tears it up again and, and DeMarco Murray struggles. Besides DeMarco. Mark Ingram. Oh, and now with, now with Breeze banged up, you got to. Yeah, it's like one of those things where he's kind of like the no-brainer now, where last yeah. year I was kind of like, eh, do I start him or not? Now he's like, oh, Yeah, I mean, no Mark Ingram's right there. He's wide receiver number seven. So, or t- running back number running seven. Back number seven. Yeah, so Mark Ingram to me, yeah, he is a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another guy I have on the list here is a guy that we've been talking about for a while, Stevie Johnson. Absolutely. Uh, another guy we've advocated, if you listen to podcasts, saying, hey, this guy has a really good report, Philip Rivers out there. Looking good. Currently wide receiver number 14 overall. He's caught 11 of his 12 targets. Good for 127 yards and two touchdowns. Again, something's going to – and that's what I think he's going to finish. Right now he's a high-end wide receiver too. We'll see where he finishes. I think he'll finish right around the middle of the road to high-end wide receiver two on the year. I, I, I agree. I mean, the guy's a good player. He was a good guy. He was a good player in Baltimore – I mean, uh, Buffalo – and then uh, where did he go after? I can't even remember where he went. Like he like San Francisco. I can't remember. He just like fell off the map. Yeah, I think it, it probably was San Francisco for a year, like a year. Yeah, and now I mean now he's back in a good offense with a good quarterback. Runs good routes, man. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. I can't believe I couldn't remember even where he went. Like you did, he like go to Oakland or? Something? I might be wrong on that one too. But I, I I can't remember. I think it was San Francisco, but I'm not that sure. Would, that, I mean, that would make sense. Kaepernick's kind of like totally inaccurate and terrible. Keep talking about Steve. I'm gonna look it up. Um, I don't have uh, much else to say. He went to Kentucky. He's a, a seventh round draft pick. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, but I mean, he's just somebody right now that you really want to start on just on a weekly basis. I mean, he's gonna finish as high end wide receiver two, and he he's somebody that I've made to move on already. You made uh, it, yeah. I started in week two. Like I want to see how week one planned out for you know how it played out for him, uh-huh. and see if he would produce after week one. And once I saw it week one. That's all I need to see. I started on week two. Uh, came away really happy with that. And I, and I have him. He's one of those guys I grab late in a lot of my redraft leagues, and I, I tried to pick him up as many dynasty leagues I could as well. Even somebody I even tried to trade for because of all the off-season hype that came through with him as well. And it's really paying dividends now. Uh, he was with San Francisco last year for one year. There we go. So we were right. Yeah. After playing all those years in Buffalo. So an older receiver, 29 years old, Somebody that you could probably get for relatively cheap. You know, even though he's putting up right now. He's one of those guys that he's going to put up good numbers now that I don't think people are still going to be all in on. But if you want somebody, if you're hurting at receiver or you think you can make a push to win, Stevie Johnson is somebody you want to acquire because he's going to give you really good production on a week-in, week-out basis and help you win a championship. Championship. Yeah, I have a multiple that I'm feeling good about. Yep. So... Stevie Johnson is on my list. Another guy I have on my list here is Danny Woodhead. Uh, another guy, he was one of my sleepers of the year. Uh, I, we told him to start week one. 
I've started him in all my leagues. I have him as my running back two in almost all my redraft leagues. I have him ahead of guys like Jonathan Stewart, TJ Yeldon, guys who I'm, you know, that's who I'm playing right. on a week in, week yep. out basis. Somebody that's, again, I think is going to finish as a high end running back two on a year. 78, uh, he has 78 rushing yards for two touchdowns, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 88 yards. He's currently running back number six overall. Uh, I'm sure that dropped down a little bit. Definitely as Melvin Gordon picks up steam a little bit here. And I don't think, you know, obviously the two touchdowns helps Danny Woodhead right now being in week two. Right. Absolutely. And the touchdowns won't be there all year. I think the highest he scored was somewhere around six or something along those lines. But at the same time, he's somebody that you want to start on a week-in, week-out basis. Yeah, because he's, I mean, I think the receptions are going to be there. He's still going to have a a role as a third down back no matter what. And that's where it's going to be. I mean, he led the league in receptions just a couple years ago uh, as a running back. And in this offense, again, a really good offense where it's, he's going to produce. Again, Danny Woodhead, I think we've mentioned his names now a hundred times. Right. I think he's officially now after week two, where now we just kind of put that away. We're going to have to mention him every week for you to know that he's just a must start. Just go going forward, you can start him. Put, yeah. him, put him in your lineup. You know? Week one, he was our sleeper. Week two, he was like a start. Week three. Must start every single week. Just start him. And that's what I did last week. I, I bumped him up to all my – start him in every league. Uh, who do you, I know you got a guy on your list as well that I didn't have on my list, I think. Uh, I put Tyrod Taylor. Oh, that's right. I think you talked about that before the show. Yep. Tyrod Taylor, currently quarterback number seven overall. Um, I, I just think, um, obviously, they just cleared out Castle, so there's – not that there was really any competition behind him anyway. But, uh, I mean, the guy puts up decent numbers, and against, you know, obviously this past weekend was against New England's defense. But is he a must-start? I I think if you're a guy with, you know, like, say, a guy that owns Tony Romo or something like that. Well, that yeah, then he's a I think he's a, I think he's a, a, a really, he could be a great fill-in type of guy. I don't know if he's a, a great must-start. Backup. Yeah, he's a great backup to have. I mean, because he gets the extra rushing yards and everything. Possibly on your waiver wire in your dynasty league. Depends how deep it is. Absolutely. Uh, again, quarterback number seven overall. Right now, again, he he has legs as well. You know, he has 84 rushing yards with a rushing touchdown as well. So 84 rushing yards is about 84 more rushing yards than DeMarco Murray. So (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, in the past two games, he's, I mean, four to, unfortunately, three three interceptions. But he has thrown four touchdowns, which is is decent. And like you said, and he added another touchdown rushing. So, I mean, a five to three is pretty good. And then... um, you know, obviously the bonus rushing yards are always going to get you a good good amount of points. I, I like him as a guy to watch. If you need a quarterback, yeah, I like starting him. I like starting him over probably a lot of other guys. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, he's he's pretty close to me. I guess. I see where you're coming from. On him it. or like Kaepernick. I mean, you know. Like oh, who you Tyrod go, Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, it, some people are counting on Kaepernick and stuff like so. I mean, go rush out and see if you can get Tyrod Taylor off the waiver wire and, and plug him in. Play. I mean, Kaepernick's currently a uh, quarterback one right now, but again, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Kaepernick haters. That yeah. guy's so inaccurate. It's ridiculous. I mean, Kaepernick right now, though, in fantasy points right now, has more fantasy points than Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Andrew Luck, and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Not too shabby. But here we go. I'm going to say it's only week two. It is only week two. But to put up a 30-point 30, 30 game, you know, that's pretty nice, man. Yeah. This past week. No, I agree. And, it, and obviously, I think that's what catapulted him. I mean, he had a 30-point game. He has 50 points total, so almost half his point. Well, it's only week two, so it should be half your points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he's a must start, but I think he's a guy that you can definitely plug you in. You can plug in. There's a lot in. of quarterback injuries already piling yeah. up. You're right. You're right. And yeah. yeah, I feel more comfortable starting him than like Johnny Manziel uh, if I'm desperate. And somebody who might be on your waiver wire. Yep. You know, sometimes you'll be surprised, man. It's really important in your dynasty leagues, uh, depending on how league it is, uh, deep it is. But no matter what, the, always every week, something you want to do is just check your waiver wire. I know it's a really good way to like scan through your waiver wire if you can do it too. Is just click on total fantasy points. Yep, that's exactly right. And see who, wow, this guy has 30, 20 points after week two. And that's because somebody might, you might even know, right. you know, uh, a guy I'm going to talk about, you know, who's a sneaky play that, that you, I picked up today as I was doing research for the show. I didn't even realize he was a free agent. I picked him up in one of my dynasty leagues. He was a free agent. And this is a deeper league. Uh, Richard Matthews, for example. Hmm. He's wide receiver number 21 right now. Yeah, it's not too bad, man. Yeah, he has 13 targets, 10 catches, 149 yards, and one reception. Rashard Matthews was somebody I kind of picked up and dropped in our Dynasty Nerds League last year as well. I do remember that. Because he was having a couple games here and there. Right, right. And maybe he's starting to grow in Miami. You know, maybe he can get that report. Nobody else is really producing big time out there in Miami. Uh, Jordan Cameron's got the groin injury. So Rashard Matthews, somebody, you know, am I, am I going to tell you to start him right now? But I'll tell you what, he's a wide receiver number three right now after week two. But again, he's somebody that might be on your waiver wire right now. I picked him up today on the waiver wire in a dynasty league that I'm in that's been going on. This dynasty league's in, dynasty league's in like year five or six. So it's not like it's just like a new league either. So picked him off the waiver wires. So it's important to kind of check your waiver wire. Easy thing to do is click on fantasy points. You see who's on there. If anybody has over you know 10 points or so, you somebody might want to pick up. Right. Click if you can, if it's an option, click on targets for receivers. Right. Maybe they're not producing right now, but they're being heavily targeted in the league. You can't, you can't like just throw that by the wayside. You know, the quarterback's looking for them. So maybe the fantasy points aren't there, but he's being targeted. You know, I know Sammy Watkins the other day had 11. Uh, he has, or on a year, he has 11 targets, but he only has six catches. So they're, you know, they're throwing in the ball, but it's just not, it's, it's just not, not connecting. There. Yeah. But uh, one last thing on Richard Matthews, I just, I'm not gonna. I think it's a great pickup. I'm just not sure that he's a guy that you want to throw in your lineup yet. No, no, and that's why I said. I mean, I, I think we're clear. done with our must starts. Yeah, now I want to talk about a couple of like we we mentioned the waiver wire. That's a perfect example okay. of somebody you could pick up your waiver wire because I did it today. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear. I guess. And if say if, say you have like your situation where you have like Des Bryant. Eric Decker and say he doesn't play or something like that. That might be something you could pick up off the waiver wire and play this week. If you need to, yeah. If you need to. He's currently wide receiver 21 after two weeks. Uh, again, he already has 13 targets, so Tannehill is looking his way. He has 10 receptions, 149 yards for a touchdown, so he is somebody that is producing now. Yep. Yep. And again, sometimes you don't want to be that guy that says, hey, you know, oh, well, it's not going to, you know, your point of view, I don't think this is going to continue. Right. Do you want to be that guy and take that chance? You certainly want to obtain him. You want to get him, and then maybe it does. Maybe Rashad, maybe at the end of the year, you know, this time at the end of the year, Rashad Matthews is one of those guys, and he's in our dynasty top 200 because all of a sudden this was the year he stepped onto the map. Could be. Man. It happens, guys. Yeah. Guys come out of nowhere. Absolutely. I mean, Deion, Deion Lewis right now going next year could be a top three, re, you know, three-round redraft pick who's a, who a waiver wire pickup in a dynasty league, you know, 30-man dynasty league. So guys step up on the map, and you don't want to be too late to the party. I agree. Because, you know, somebody else is going to listen to this podcast in your league, and they're going to pick up Rashad Matthews just because they heard this at the end of the year. But, hey, thanks for that Rashad Matthews pickup. <laughs> just like they said, thanks for the Deion Lewis pickup. Uh, another guy who's a sneaky start right now that I want to talk about, too, before we get into our must-sits is Crockett Gilmore. 
Yeah, man. Tight end number eight right now. I know they all they they took Max Williams. No reason to believe they can't run two tight end sets there anyways when they do come back, but there's nobody else there besides Steve Smith. Crockett Gilmore, tight end number eight right now. He has 29 fantasy points, 10 targets, seven catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Did you see him beast in for that second touchdown? I did not. It took like... It took like five Raiders to get him down, <laughs> and they really still didn't does. get him down. Yeah, I think it was at least three, and they, he just beasted his way in from like about the five yard line. Yeah, if you're playing redraft, I mean, somebody could probably pick up your waiver wire yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where he stands because he was just drafted last year in rookie drafts. So I don't know where he stands in your rookie drafts. Somebody who I was willing to take. A, I know I took him in a multiple dynasty league rookie drafts last year. I'm staring at one of our leagues right now, and yeah, he says it says the cardiac kids. That's me. Taxi squad. He's on my taxi squad. You know, (laughs) I like to take those tight ends. I know. And he has a hell of a name. Yeah, Crockett. So Crockett Gilmore, currently tight end number eight. And that, you know, right now all these are pretty close. He's right behind Eric Ebron. Austin Severian Jenkins is now hurt, who is a couple of spots ahead of him at tight end number six. So he's going to drop down. Right. Uh, The guys ahead of him, I don't, you know, obviously, I don't, we'll see how this continues. But Again, we talked about Max Williams. The reason we like so much is Baltimore likes to utilize that tight end in the red zone. Crockett oh, yeah. Gilmore is like 6'6". Mm-hmm. So what's going to keep him, I think, as like a top-end tight end, a, a tight end number one this year, is touchdowns. And that's what, and that's the thing you want from your tight ends. You want them to score touchdowns. Oh, yeah. So I mean, they're huge red zone. Yeah, huge red zone threats. That's usually how they make their uh, hay is in, the, is in the end zone. And two guys ahead of them. I mean, again, Austin Severian Jenkins hurt. Wins just in a bad situation right now with quarterback play. And he, he's dinged up too, and he's dinged up. Man. So again, I think Crockett Gilmore. You know, maybe somebody you could probably trade for in the cheap, uh, or if not, maybe he's on your way. Again, depends how you run your league. He might be on your waiver wire. If Crockett Gilmore is on your waiver wire, run. which I guarantee, like definitely in your redraft league, run, run and grab him <laughs> right now. Add him to your roster. Yeah. I mean, I went through like for me, I took Gronk in like almost all my redraft leagues, like a lot, mm-hmm. like I. First round, right. he was the guy I was targeting every league. So I was doing this podcast. I was going through some of my, I want to pick up Rashad Matthews in a lot of leagues as well. I was just taking a look at Crockett Gilmore. He was available, I think, in 90% of the leagues, my redraft leagues. I got him last week in the RSO league. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's somebody that's, he's available. Yep. And a lot of, in the RSO leagues, a deep league as yep. well, Absolutely. available. So I'm telling you, if you don't have taxi squads, it depends how league you're deep your league is Crockett Gilmore is definitely somebody you want to run out there and grab and add to your team immediately. It's looking like he has a very good chance to finish as finish as a tight end one this year. Moving on to must sits. Must sits it must is. Sits. Number one, we talked about him earlier on my list here, Sam Bradford. Oh God, yeah. Quarterback number thirty one right now. Bad man. It's really yeah. bad. It's ugly. Yeah. Uh somebody who just wants to sit right now, we gotta see what's going on there. If you drafted me your t- quarterback one in any kind of league, I know I did in a couple of redraft leagues. Uh, luckily, I kind of I when I did do that, I took him like Matt Stafford right behind you know guys yeah, like that. Yeah, back him up with somebody. Yeah, yeah, I backed him up pretty quickly. Yeah. So Sam Bradford's on that list. Uh, another guy I have on my list here, Doug Martin. Dougie Fresh. Again, this is something that we advocate if he started the season off hot, sell immediately. Yeah. Uh, just because he did, he looked good in the preseason, but currently. He has 15 fantasy points with 130 yards rushing, no touchdowns, three catches for 22 yards behind a terrible offensive line. The biggest problem is their terrible offensive line. Yeah, it's it just really hurts. Bad. It hurts Martin. Uh, so if you had hopes to get anything out of Martin this year, 
he's going to finish as a running back three. Yep. It, it's looking like so. You might be able to play him on bye weeks and stuff like that. But Your best bet is somebody else has like a lot of running back injuries. Maybe you can get something for him. But again, I think our position still stands. As soon as he has a couple of good games in a row, sell, sell, sell. Sell, right? sell, sell, uh, indeed. Another guy I have on my sit list here, Alfred Blue. Uh, Mr. Turd Ferguson himself? Or? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just that, you know, Alfred Blue, you're thinking because you had something because Aaron Foster got hurt. You're like, well, I got Alfred Blue. Nice. I'm an Alfred Blue owner. Alfred Blue is 48 rushing yards. Not last week. It's pretty bad. On the year. He, yeah. I don't, he's not even running back one there right now. No. It's Chris Polk. I was going to say they're, they've been using Polk a lot. Yeah. I mean, Alfred Blues has seven attempts a game right now, is averaging. Chris Polk's at nine and a half. And now, I mean, at the same time, you don't want to start any of them because whereas Alfred Blue has 48 yards on the year, Chris Polk has 60 yards. That's 108 yards so far in two games for the running backs. I mean, they're using Grimes, too, there as well. I mean, they're just using a full-on. It's a bad situation. Just a full-on committee, just whatever they can do to throw out a fresh body here and there. They yeah, do. so it's it's a until Arian comes back, right. the Houston is a no-touch zone right now. Uh, just, just consider it like that. And, you know, right now, who knows? They could have a quarterback carousel coming here because now they bench Brian Horner after week one. Now Ryan Mallett's back in. After week one, they benched him halfway through <laughs> halfway week through one. Halfway through week one. Uh, Ryan Mallett doesn't look any better. No. It's just a really bad situation. The only thing I, I feel good about that is I, I said Brian Hoyer would be the quarterback of the Houston Texans like week three of last year. Hey, you were right about that. That he, didn't last long. It lasted two quarters, but he, you were right <laughs> about that. So, um, yeah, the Houston running backs, you got to bench them right now. Uh, another guy I have on my list, you might disagree with me on this one, is Frank Gore. I don't totally disagree. I have Frank Gore. Um, he has nine points on the year. Yeah, I have Frank he, I think they basically publicly came out and said that they were going to limit his role early to make sure he's fresh late. Well, that, well, that O-line, you'd, I guess you kind of want to. Yeah, and and he did look good, at, I, but he you can't rely on him for fantasy right now. No, I mean, you're right. I saw both of them. He had 10-yard rushes, and they both got called back. But he has 23 attempts right now for 88 yards. Yeah. You know, it's not really – he has no touchdowns. He has three receptions for four, uh, four yards, zero touchdowns there. Again, it, it's not looking good for Frank Gore. Somebody that – you know, I try to get him off you – in the offseason, because I felt good about, like, hey, he's going to Indy. This is going to be right. good. It's going to be like a fantasy football offense. And again, that O line, I mean, you got, I don't know, man, what's going on in Indy right now. You got the head coach talking about Andrew Luck, like he should be used to it because the O line is so crappy. I think it was kind of a jab towards the GM, Ray Grigson. I think you know? it definitely was. They're, they're obviously in some disarray there between the head, their, the head coach and the GM. Yeah, rumors that he might be gone after right. this year. Right. He's saying that this is my last job no matter what. And it, you know, but he has a point. Like you took Philip Dorsett in the first round, a guy who you know, again, I'm not an NFL GM who I did not think should go in the first round. Right. When you had clear issues at uh, the offensive line, right. clear issues. Clear that, issues. That, was, that was the number one thing that you should have been targeting. You already had Dante Moncrief, who, I mean, at least we knew was going to be good. Right. You know, we like Dante Moncrief. Like <laughs> you drafted this guy. How do you not know he's going to be good? You sign. You sign Andre Johnson. You bring in Frank Gore. You have T.Y. Hilton. Who they you brought in Duran Carter, too. You brought like, in Duran Carter. And put him on the practice squad. Like, you got all uh, You got T.Y. Hilton, who you plan on signing right. a pair to a big extension. And then in the first round, you draft another, another receiver. receiver. Like, you're like you're playing fantasy football here. Right. Like, Ray Grigson, this isn't fantasy football. You run a G NFL team here. Right. You have, the, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and you're not, you're not protecting him. You know, and the head coach is out here saying, hey, it's been this way for three years. What else do you expect, Andrew Luck? Get out there and 
Throw right. me some touchdowns. It's a bad look, man. It's a real bad look. Yeah. And it's it's bad news for the running back situation. You know, the running game has been non existent there existent there for years. Yeah. For years, man. Since when, Edger and James. I was gonna say since Edge. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, Donald Brown didn't pan out there. Nope. Uh, and uh, Adai before Joseph Adai didn't pan out again. Uh, higher draft picks that didn't really pan out there. The running game since Edger James, which is over a decade ago, has just not really panned out whatsoever there. And it's because their offensive line's terrible. And it's been terrible. Moving on down. Moving on down. Charles Johnson. Oh God, man! Wow, whiff. Yeah. Swing and a miss. It's still really early, but it's not looking very good for Charles Johnson and, right and now. And I'll tell you why. It's not just that he has eight uh, fancy points and he's wide receiver number 57 I was, right now. I was like trying to scroll down the list. Keep scrolling. Quick. It took yeah. me a while, too. Uh-huh. But here's the, here's the biggest concern. He has six targets. It's, it's almost like it's just like the uh, Adrian Peterson show right now. There. Yeah, and Mike Wallace is you know doing okay there, but it is Adrian Peterson show there. Him and Teddy had a really good rapport last year at the end of the year, and he's a, and that's why he kind of like jumped up in my radar because him and Teddy like had that good rapport. And right now, I mean, he's not even looking his way. He's not. Yeah, he's really not, man. It's it's brutal to watch. Um, six targets, six five targets catches, two games, right? In thirty-seven yards, terrible. It's really Sir bad, Charles? man. That's terrible. We need we need Sir Charles drop. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, he's a must-sit, man. If you plan on starting him, if you had any kind of hopes or aspirations right now, again, maybe it's something like you know him and Teddy came on the end of last year. Maybe it's me. Something has to come back through again. You have to wait for a while. But as of right now, he's definitely a must-sit for me. I ho- yeah. Hopefully, you had a backup plan. That's I guess, I guess the best way to put it. If that was your plan, hopefully you had a backup. Always have a backup plan. Yeah. Yep. Always dynasty. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay one step ahead. Whoa, whoa. One year ahead. I guess so, sure. Let's play it year by year. Let's win long term. Okay. Uh, another guy I have on my list here, Sammy Watkins. You're still. Now, oh, must sit Sammy, huh? I'm telling you, man, it's just kind of one of those things. Something's just not working out right now. He has 18 points right now. He's wide receiver number 47. He definitely fits on my, sits on my list where, like, hey, you know, let's see where this goes. But as of right now, he can't be, tr- he can't be trusted. I mean, again, 11 targets, only six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. He's wide receiver number 47 right now. Where would he be without that touchdown? I think if you have Sammy Watkins, though, you're in, not in a position to sit him. Most likely. Most you likely, most likely you had the number one pick last year, and right. the team's pretty terrible anyways. So, so you're probably really, yeah, most likely you're right. You're, you're probably not in a position a, to sit him. I mean, obviously he had zero points week one, so he got 18 points last week. I don't think I'm ready to sit the guy. I okay. Think, I think you got to you you know roll what? with him. You're right. I am kind of jumping. You know, he had zero points. Uh, he did have six catches for sixty yards and a touchdown, and eight targets too. I mean, I think obviously, the, I think they they saw the error in their ways in week one and tried to rectify you know, it the best they could. They I made an too. error in my ways too. I shouldn't have put Sammy in that list. I kind of, I was jumping week to two, yeah. jumped the gun there. Yeah, I apologize, don't, fans. Don't jump off your boys' bandwagon so quickly, Rich. Well, that's what you're here. You're here to you're here to rectify me. I know. Yeah. If you look at my Twitter avatar, it's Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I know, man. Come that's, on, man. That's why I was a bit surprised when you even said that just now. It's just, it's frustrating. I understand. He has so much talent and just like, it, it, it's, it's, it's such a bad situation. I understand. But, you know, with Tyrod Taylor, who some of you mentioned as quarterback number seven, maybe it gets better here on out. Uh, maybe it's Sammy. I think it's, I can, I can see, it does, it's going to get better. I think it's, who am in, I, I think about? it's in both of their, I'm a Sammy Honk. It's in both of their best interests that it gets better. Okay. It's in my best interest that Sammy gets better. Even though I have no Sammy shares in any dynasty league I'm in. What? And I'll pick that high, man. No, oh, yeah. Too good. Good point. Yeah, I wish I did. Neither do I. 
have no Amari Cooper shares either, or Todd Gurley. You want to know why? I don't pick that high, man. Yep, don't pick that high. Highest I can trade up to is number three to get Melvin Gordon, who looked a little bit better this week. Yeah, absolutely. Melvin Gordon looked a little bit better this week. He's uh, usable in PPR right now. Like he's he's getting a couple catches too, and yeah, and a pretty decent amount of yards. TJ Yeldon looked a little bit better this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Forsett hasn't looked as good as he did last year. I have a I, I was never really on the Forsett this year type of thing with the change in offensive coordinators. See, I that's know, why I was because trust me, I thought he was going to catch a ton of balls. Where are all those balls at? But it's just it's not the exact same zone read scheme that that. They wanted to keep the zone, but it's not the same as with with Kubiak. It's just not. So I was expecting a bit of a drop off, to be honest. And it looks like it's coming, man. Yeah, it it hurt, man. It really, really hurt. So hopefully, um, you know, if you're one of those guys that bought Justin Forsett, it was a one year rental, and you were just hoping for the best this year. He's currently running back number twenty eight. So I mean, he's not like off the, you know. He's not terrible, but he's not helping you much. And he's got eight receptions, so they kind of are there. I mean, he has 11 targets, but we need to see that go up. Yeah, I mean, he's not totally screwing you, but uh, not what you it's, it's not what you expected. from. Yeah, him. I drafted him in the second round of my uh, helping out ESPN Cleveland, uh, Tony Rizzo. I took him in the second round. Ooh. But the very end of the second round. I hope so. Okay, I did. <laughs> you need so, um, it's fact, mother. The g- the guy that uh, might may or may not be a surprise, I guess, to everyone is the number one running back on the list, um, D'Angelo Williams. I'm I'm promoting that as a set this week. Number one overall fantasy running back right now is D'Angelo Williams. Thanks for coming. And it's not 2007 or 2008 or you know, kudos to him. He has looked really good. He really has. It, it shows what it often. I mean, all that does for me is just get me extremely excited about Le'Veon Bell coming back. Right. Who's a much better running back than? D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, I think I think D'Angelo playing so well, he might vulture a couple of carries. That yeah, that it, it's good you know, for Levan to keep him more fresh. I I agree with that. Um, but uh, you know he might get a he might chew into that that timeshare a little bit. So yeah, and the reason we got mentioned him here is just in case you forgot Le'Veon's coming back. Right, he is the number one running back right He's now. Bad, so bad. everyone everyone might be really high on on Williams if you have him, but you know make sure to not really have high expectations this week. Because Le'Veon Bell is coming back. And if Le'Veon gets hurt, he's somebody that's going to help you win a champion. At least if you have him and you handcuffed him with Williams this year, great move out of you. Absolutely. Uh, I know in our Dynasty Nerds League, that's what I did. Yeah, I can't believe somebody dropped him and you picked him up. Then, yeah, I can't <laughs> I believe like, he did what? either. I was like, dude, at least try to trade him. His man. brother, he called him. He's like, what the hell are you doing dropping uh, D'Angelo Williams for? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not going to play. He's just going to be a bad. He's like, yeah, but he's playing for the first two weeks. It, no, I think it was like... I thought it happened before before he signed with Pittsburgh. Like he got cut from uh, Carolina and he cut him. No, it wasn't. It was when he signed mm-hmm. with Pittsburgh. I believe it was. Yeah. So I, I, was it was it a, was it a, like, was oh it a Cleveland Browns like honk thing? Like he couldn't have a Steeler on his team? No, I can't remember. Oh, I, Sean would be able to explain right. it better because he came over last week and watched a Browns game with me. He was telling me like, uh, I can't believe Danny did that, and I'm yeah. like, me neither. Yeah. And he said he explained to him. He's like, but he's like, no, dude, it's not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> the the kid, the kid was new to Dynasty. The first like yeah, two we years had, or we, something. You know, the, the Dynasty Nerds League has been going on a long time, and we had a uh, a player, uh, a guy vacant. Well, yeah, unfortunately, had somebody pass away, right? And yeah. we transferred his team over to somebody. Uh, the whole league didn't really feel comfortable with that person as an owner, the way they were kind of managing his team, which is funny because then after his rookie, like we, he had one rookie draft, and we kind of got rid of him after that. We voted him out. Uh, he had a really good rookie draft. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we brought a new owner in. And, uh, yeah, he's the one that dropped them. Silly rabbit. Silly rabbit. Uh, let's talk about like, one last guy before we get off the subject here uh, that I have on my sit list. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. I don't uh, – I, I mean, right know. now he's tight end number 16. He has 19 total points. He has ten target, only 10 targets, seven catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Now – Maybe because he, you know, there's already word coming out that Jimmy Graham's frustrated. Yeah, it's Jimmy Graham. They're going to switch it around. They're going to get him the ball. So, him, okay, he's not in a must start, but somebody you should kind of like be cautious of. I, if you have him and Tyler Eifert on your team, you're starting Eifert until you see more out of Jimmy. Yeah, if you're in that ideal situation, that, I'd start Ladarius Green over uh, Jimmy Graham. I this mean, week. next week I'm probably going to start um, Kelsey over him. In the, in the Jimmy league. Graham? Yeah. Oh, I'd for sure. Start, I'd start him over him every week. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, more I, brain I, busters. But but yeah, but I'm saying Jimmy Graham is not going to put up two points a, a week. And I'd he, start Crockett Gilmore, baby. And he's yeah, I wouldn't put Crockett Gilmore <laughs> in over. Him. All right, so I mean, it's not like one of those must sit things where I think, I think if you again, he's one of those guys that you drafted Jimmy Graham to be your tight end number one, pretty high. I don't think you can give up on them in week two and sit him. I, they're gonna, they gave up the Seattle Seahawks gave up a first round pick and a, a really good offensive lineman. To yeah, get dude, come on, look what you gave up for this guy. You didn't bring him in. You want to block in tight end? Go trade for like some you know big tub of goo. They're gonna get him involved. Yeah, his yeah. targets are gonna go up. Everyone, take a deep breath. Be on cautious Jim, on Jimmy Graham. Don't sit him if unless you have a much better option. Like I already much just said. better option. Like, like Ke- Crockett like, Gilmore. If you have Kelsey. Start I. start Kelsey for it. Start Kelsey for a week, and then you know Jimmy Graham will probably make you feel better after a week or two. And Consider Crockett the Rocket Gilmore. One more guy I wanted to mention. I know you said that that was the last one. I'm gonna, uh, my guys. I'm gonna, gonna, caution. Okay, I'm, that was more of a caution. That's a cautionary tale. All right. Well, I'm gonna. In, There's another reason for me to mention Crockett the Rocket Gilmore. I'm just gonna. Mention, I'm gonna mention C.J. Anderson, Crockett the Rocket. Um, nickname, cock, at, cock at the rocket. Wait, wait, whoa, <laughs> whoa, tongue tied over there. Whoa. What's on your mind, Perp? This is a kid show. Yeah, let's talk about CJ Anderson. Uh, all right, so CJ Anderson has just looked pretty awful, I guess, this year. He just looks slow, sluggish. He's a little bit dinged up. I, it, it's like a, he's got a toe injury. Might be his last week to really hold down that job. Um, but Ronnie Hillman has looked much more explosive when in there. Not that, not that he's been averaging a lot more yards, but their offensive line's been pretty terrible as well this year. Uh, they have a ton of new starters on that offensive line. Um, their left tackle went down. They have a new, I think, left guard, new brand new center this year. I think four out of the five guys are new this year. Yeah, O line's in really bad shape. So it might take them a little bit to get um, to get all the blocking scheme stuff down because that is that zone blocking scheme, that Gary Kubiak blocking scheme. But um, Ronnie Hillman really has just looked more explosive. And he's not even really that great, Ronnie Hillman. And C.J. Anderson right now is running back 51. Yeah. Uh, I think and C- Ronnie Hillman's just a couple more points behind him. He's right there with uh, Chris Polk. I mean, at the same time, C.J. Anderson has 10 fantasy points on a year. Not what you expected. Not what you wanted. Uh, most likely, you picked him on the free agency wire anyways. But, again, this is something that you plan on starting on a weekly basis. Me too. I'm kind of holding, t- holding it up right here. If I don't have to start him, I'm not starting him. Yeah. And I, know a, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people probably went after him you know, in the off season or, or they had high hopes for him if they had him on the, on their roster last year. And I just don't think you can put those same high hopes on him right now. If you remember, I went to, uh, in the dynasty nerds listener league, 
Shout out to the Nerd Herd and the Dynasty Nerds Podcast Listener League. I don't probably mention those guys enough on here, but those are the we started. I started two Dynasty leagues this year, right? Uh, new ones for the podcast listeners, which I hope I, I should have started two. I should have started one because now people are going to expect me to start another league next year, and I can't keep doing it. Not uh, every no, you can't. No, <laughs> no. But there's the podcast. Uh, it's called the Podcast Listener League. Another one's the Nerd Herd, and I remember in one league like. In the fourth round, C.J. Anderson was there. And I texted you, and I texted I'm like, dude, I got I to take C.J. Anderson here, right? Like, I got And right. everybody's like, yeah, you got to take him. Right. And I was hesitant. I was like, you know, he looked really good last year. And if he, if he looked like he did last year, I'm getting a top three fantasy running back. Um, but I, I was a little cautious as well um, then. And now it's kind of like, well, this, maybe that's why I was a little bit cautious in the begin, beginning with. I'm not ready to totally jump off the bandwagon. With. Yeah, I'm not totally totally ready to jump off the bandwagon. But I, I do think he's a little bit injured right now, and I don't think he should be in your starting lineup. Has anybody ever actually, you think everybody's actually ever jumped off an actual bandwagon? I don't know, man. That'd be Speaking interesting. Speaking of that, what the hell is a bandwagon? Uh, I just picture like a hayride, kind of. With like a jamboree man on top <laughs> yeah, of there? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Somebody throws down the fiddle. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done, Jeffro. I'm off this wagon. <laughs> so get off that bandwagon. Throw down that fiddle. Get out of there. Um, one more uh, topic real quick we, we didn't mention is, at all is Matt Jones. Oh, man. Alfred yeah. Morris. Yeah. Looking like a running back committee for, forming up there right now. Kind of going to hurt both guys, right? Uh, yeah, unless Matt Jones keeps beasting out like that, and then it'll just hurt Alfred Morris. I don't think he really looks that. that he's, he's definitely more explosive than Alfred Morris. I'll give him that. He doesn't really, you know, Alfred Morris does a good job of, like, setting up his holes and everything. I mean, Alfred Morris still looks good, good out there as well. Yeah, he does. Uh, but, I mean, let's put it this way. Alfred Morris is in a contract year. If you're a Matt Jones owner, you took him in like the third round of your rookie draft. Yeah. It, it's looking pretty good. Payday. Right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. You're you're definitely getting paid. Right He's looking now. good. And that, was, and that was a guy that carried over from the, the preseason, still looking pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. He looks really good. He looks explosive. I think if you are watching him and Alfred Morris side by side, you can tell who's the better running back. Alfred Morris, right? It's not Alfred Morris. Nah, it's 50 50 for me. I'm not really, I'm not really going on there, but I mean. Matt Jones looks pretty good. He looks good, man. He looks like he might be. A if if I could go player. out and get Matt Jones from anybody, I would right now. Yeah, me too. I'd like to get some of those shares. Yeah, and that's my mistake. Because in Dynasty Nerds, like I have Alfred Morris, and I should have got Matt Jones. You should have. But see, the thing I wasn't really like. I like, don't. I don't have Alfred Morris, and I should have gotten Matt Jones. I, feel <laughs> I wasn't like as big was, on him coming out. Like, really, most, I kind of liked him. I thought he was just more of like a receiving kind of back. Started, that's all he really did. He was, he was like a really good receiver, but now he looks really good and explosive running the ball. Yeah, he looks really like good. the tape showed me. Like ah, uh, he doesn't really like impress me as a runner. Uh, I don't really have my notes on on him, but he didn't really like, impress me as a runner. But I thought he was like a really good receiving back. You know what I mean? Which has value as well so i mean true story um i definitely saw glimpses when i watched the tape that he could be a guy because he, he he definitely has he plays with the physicality that you like to see out of a running back where's so, this where's this feedback in april i think i had people some change. feedback on on that in april i'm gonna go back and listen to the uh, tape. i might not have but <laughs> i don't know either right like literally right before the dynasty draft i i started really kind of wanting to get uh, him but then he, he was just not in reach during the draft he went third round. Did he? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's where you kind of expect him to go to. Right. But, uh, yeah, and that's, he's one of those guys that 
know, we always talk about in the third round of your rookie draft, there's gonna be like one or two guys. You're like, oh man, how do you know? Good, Un- goodbye. Unfortunately, um, this past year I didn't have a second round pick, and I picked last. So I wasn't going to pick him with my first round pick, and I didn't have a second round pick, and I picked last in the third round. Yeah. So that I, you never had a chance. I never had a real chance to get Matt Jones. Never had a chance. I was kind of hoping he was. Never he was that. Coming. He was that guy I was hoping would slide to me, but he didn't. He didn't. So. Oh, I hate that. And then sometimes you guys, you have guys that do slide. You're like, oh my god, this guy's here. Right. Like Kevin Coleman in our league that one year, right. this year, second round. I'm like, what the heck? Yep. Good for me. In your other league, in our other league, right? Not in that Dynasty's league. Right. No. He was yeah. the first rounder. Right. Went number eleven overall. Um, so that's it. All right. Week two. In the books, man. Going into week three episode. Moving God, on. God's going so fast. We're gonna be talking rookies here in no time. Oh man. That's our that's our cream that's our that's bread so and butter, much, man. That's so much fun. People love those podcasts. Yeah. I love those podcasts. So what's the th- uh what's the Thursday night game this week? That is the Redskins at the Giants this week. Oh wow, look at that. It, it kinda goes seamlessly right into from the Matt Jones stuff. That. You asked me what the <laughs> Thursday night game was like you don't know what it is. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, well, that's, uh, that's what we have this week. Uh, shout out to the three people that bought shirts hey, this last week. Thanks, guys. After I said, hey, guys, please buy a shirt to we, support the podcast. We appreciate the support. Uh, we do. Two of those shirts will pay for this podcast for this month. Awesome. Yeah, that's what we need. Absolutely. We need your money. Yes, we do. And right now, we don't just ask for your money and give you nothing in return. We give you a T-shirt. There you go. It's a pretty sweet T-shirt. We give you a podcast, too. Well, we give you the podcast. <laughs> Mowing the lawn, commuting to work. Yeah, absolutely. Drowning out those children or wife or woman. Oh, geez. Or ever, significant other. Hopefully. I wish I could do that. Hopefully not all of the above. Pipe down, wife. I'm listening to my podcast. Are you listening <laughs> to yourself talk? You're damn right I am. <laughs> better, better than listening to what you got to say. Oh, my God. Uh, that's never happened that again, by the way. never happened. Your um, wife is a lovely lady. She is a lovely lady. Yes. We have a... Oh, we already had our anniversary. No. <laughs> you should know when that is. Yeah, I didn't get her a gift. Oh, Burn noticed. Oh, she reminds me every day. I'm sure. I was going to get her something, and then I couldn't get what I wanted to get her. So I was going to get her something else, and I couldn't find anything that was like significant worthy of like a five-year anniversary gift. I mean, we, went to, we took out a dinner. I got a hotel. We stayed hotel all that oh, stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Which I, I remind yeah, her of that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, she reminds me that. There was no gift. Yeah. <laughs> I tell her, I was like, you keep talking like that, there won't be another anniversary. <laughs> I sound so I sound so brave and yeah, like, sure so macho on the podcast. He sure does. His, uh, his wife clearly doesn't listen to the podcast. Clearly does not listen to the podcast. You never hear me talk about this. Next week you hear me like missing a tooth going, my wife's the best wife in the world. Me whistling through your teeth. Your I'd be, lost I'd tooth. be nothing without her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But if you do buy buy a T-shirt, guys, uh, it really does help support the podcast. Uh, again, we have to pay for this stuff out of our own pockets. Yes, we do. Cost cost straight cash, homie. Right on. So, man. so if, if you want to support so if you're the still, podcast, yeah. So if you're still listening, support the podcast. And you got an anniversary coming up, mm-hmm. and you want to give your significant other something special, buy her a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt or him a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. You have a birthday coming up for your children; they would mm-hmm. love a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. You can never start kids off too young in Dynasty. Just That's imagine right. how long they could build a team for. Starting at the age of seven. Yeah, look at how, look at how many times my name is on the trophy. Exactly, eighty five. And it all starts with the Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. Seven. They'll love the logo. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't bought one yet, or you have, you know, Christmas coming up. I hope we sell about thirty of those bad boys. Then that'd be nice. Uh, please buy a T-shirt, support the podcast. Uh, and another way to support the podcast for free, which a couple people also did too. Again, this really supports the podcast by helping us get out there on iTunes. 
That way, when people just search fantasy football altogether, we come up in the top 10. Uh, the best way to do that is go on iTunes, give us a rating and review. Uh, people still do it every week, so they're still we have like a, we're the number one rated dynasty podcast on there, uh, reviews wise. But again, we need you guys to do it every week. Uh, there's we have 140 reviews now. Granted, everybody doesn't have iTunes and their iPhone, right? Right. But we have thousands and thousands of listeners. So you know, you guys out there, they're really lazy. I I understand. I've been in that boat too. Takes takes one minute, man. Click five stars. My five stars. <laughs> five stars. Hint, hint. <laughs> header best podcast in the world yeah dot, and under dot, that you're right dot 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 i love you guys <laughs> especially rich oh my nothing God. like great advice on the crack at the rocket gilmore oh my here we go i hope i can mention crack at the rocket gilmore on every single podcast for the rest of the year all right so if you guys are still listening we appreciate it um you obviously really really like us if you're still listening to this are and you uh, tell me i'm being bored right now yeah dude let's wrap this thing up come on Talk about crack at the rock and, <laughs> yeah. and podcast. Reviews. All right, all right. Uh, but until then, if you guys have any uh, fantasy questions, dynasty talk, anything you want to talk about, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you get on the website every day. Check out all our awesome new content on there. We've got a new article up every single day, new rankings. Get on the forum. Tons of people answering questions on there. Until then, we'll be back next week. Have a good one. All right, guys. See you. Crack at the rocket. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.